The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and older video game community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres and platforms. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the, the ReaperCast. Reaper Hello and welcome to the 156th episode of the ReaperCast. My name is Jack and I'll be your host for this episode. You may also know me as the head grumpkin in charge of the Grim Reaper Gamers, Lala Calamari. Let me just tell you, I'm living the life, living the dream, running GRGs, the greatest thing in the world. Brings me pleasure every day and uh, sure. Anyway, <laughs> let's just get into it. Uh we got a lot to cover tonight. First up, joining us, Valiant Victory. Welcome back. It's been a, a couple episodes that you've been you've been on. What you drinking? And uh, we all know what you're playing. Well, you know also that I've been playing a couple games. I mean, I have uh, at least finished the campaign of uh, Outriders, and um, obviously, I'm back to Destiny because the new season dropped. Um, I am drinking a Blue Moon, but that's mostly gone at this point so i my backup is a uh lining kugels because today is the first day of summer vacation because or at least right now because tax season ended about a few hours ago by the time you're listening to this it's uh, a couple days after tax season but for me it was a big uh you know i'm celebrating summertime basically taking it easy Summer Shandy is a uh, a giddy approved beer. She did try it because I got in a case about drinking porters in the summertime. I'm like you can't be drinking porters in the middle of the heat. You know this is just terrible. You know, for the longest time, like when I was in college, it was um, Corona was the summer beer. But I got into these Shandies, and it's like I find myself having the need to try everything that says summer. I like to have to verify that it really does taste like summer. So, but this is, seems to be my favorite so far. When I was in school, we only drank the beast. <laughs> Just the yeah, beast. That was the thing, right? Because it was like, you know, a nickel for a, you know, a beer on those. Oh, if you call it beer. If you I call know, it right? beer. Like, God, I, it is, I, I've tasted some stuff that I used to drink in, in college. And I'm like, what is, oh my God, it's so disgusting. I, even if I drank some good beers first and then that, I, ugh. Swill. <laughs> Speaking of swill, up next we have Soul Scrim. How you doing? What you drinking? And what you playing? Uh, let's see. I'm playing at being a grumpy son of a bitch to an asshole host. <laughs> no, I'm playing fuck, all kinds of random things. I started up Battlefield Four again. Then I also got Subnautica Below Zero, which just came out. And then there's a game on game preview, game preview, that's a word, uh, called Second Extinction, just playing that, just everything. And I'm drinking whiskey and Coke, so when I start slurring my words and babbling about nothing, it's just normal. Yeah, it just you fit right in, we're all a bunch of drunks. So, I have two questions for you. Battlefield 4 being, obviously, probably one of the best Battlefield titles easily can you still find servers to play on yeah i mean the list says there's hundreds but in all actuality i think there's only like actually 30 truly active servers and then you've got some that have less and less players but me and pointy played some the other day and we got in no problem we were having fun my xbox apparently decided to take a shit and didn't want to play games anymore so i had to buy a new one well, that was my second question I heard you bought a new toy. I bought a Series S with all access because the Series X is a mythical creature. The <laughs> S is in stock. You can get it. I really don't need the high-end console right now because the S still technically on paper is as good as, if not a little bit better than the X. And holy shit, it is small. Yeah, it looks tiny. It is itty-bitty. I mean, I knew it was small. But I pulled it out and I was like, I think I got ripped off. <laughs> I straight up was wondering if I got ripped off because it was so small. It's impressive. I, I love it. 
right when you got the box for it did you take it out and be like wait a minute what's what's it's all box and there's nothing in here oh it is so light like i picked up the box expecting like so it came in a box and then of course inside that box was the xbox and i picked up the brown shipping box and i was like there's nothing in here so i opened it up well there's the box in here but i'm Almost certain I'm going to open this thing up and the damn console's going to be gone. No, it is really light. And it runs well, although I was having issues with accessing Xbox, the Microsoft Store. I'm not sure why. I don't think that's actually console related. I think it's just Microsoft glitching, the usual. Yeah, I think it's just a user error. That's the most likely option. <laughs> I'm just not willing to admit it. So you're a next-gen player. So there you go. Fine. Congratulations. I tell you what, uh, you guys all heard my stories over and over about tracking my Xbox X down, Series X down. It's impossible to get these damn things. You would think by now, like uh, almost, but nine months after they were released, you'd be able to get a hold of some? Nope. Nope. Uh, Oh, that's because scalpers are jackasses and douchebags. Yeah, I mean, you can go on eBay and get one. Yeah. Yeah. Like a thousand bucks. Yeah. Fuck that. I would never do it. All right. And uh, once again, my name's Lala Calamari, and I am drinking a Sierra Nevada Summer Break Hazy IPA. So I'm still on the the hazy beer kick, but this is a summer one. So it's it's not bad. It's it's okay. Um, Picked up a six pack at Wegmans. So if it actually fell into my cart by accident, then, (laughs) you know, things happens. I, my issue with hazies is they're so hit or miss. Like some of them, I'm like, oh God, this is like bitter, hoppy, like, oh my God. And other ones, I'm like, wow, this is kind of good. And it's, you never know from one to another. Yeah. I'm very, so this is how I live my life though. I am an accountant, in case you guys don't know that, my day job. I find something I like and I stick with it. This is what I do. So (laughs) it's very, very hard for me to try new things. So it's kind of uh it's it's rough especially if if i try something like one like why would i not drink a thing that i like to try something i might not like you know yeah no i hear you i uh i like to to mix it up um and i'm usually pretty happy with what sierra nevada has and i don't mind the hoppier beers uh nothing super crazy but um i'm trying to find one that i could drink uh a shit ton of at, at once. I need my like heavy drinking beer because sometimes I like to get drunk and I'm not going to lie about that. But anyway. Your go-to. Your go-to. Yeah, like, I, I had a rough day. I would give me four of these right now. Yes. Yeah. Or if you're out cutting the grass doing yard work and you're drinking all day because you can do that and not be drunk. Yeah. Of course, then again, I'm a professional alcoholic and I'm able to do that stuff. Anyway. <laughs> I am a, a still playing Rage of Duty. And uh, I carried beers to a uh, the Easter egg in Firebase Z for the zombie mode, which I was we were playing that last night, and I was thinking this would probably be the the part of Call of Duty where, where Valiant would like because it's it's when you're trying to do these Easter eggs, the quest on these zombie maps, it's um it's like almost like a raid mechanic, not like a raid mechanic because it's but you have specific tasks to do, and it's usually difficult stuff to do. And I, I think you would probably enjoy zombie mode. And it's PVE, so you know that I'm I'm all about the PVE stuff. Oh, it's and it's, but it's you play the smaller maps, and we'll talk more about zombies in, in a bit. But this, the smaller maps can get kind of stressful because uh, until you learn how to to maneuver around, like there's times when like you'll you'll be running by and you get stuck on like a log. And that split second, you're stuck on something. You have like five zombies surround you, and you're done. That's it. You're dead. <laughs> you're just... Oh, and I meant to say, since you're playing Outriders, you've now doubled your gaming uh, library. Well, I think I've got. There was something else I downloaded that was um, Series uh, X too. I'd have to pull up the thing. But well, downloaded versus actually playing is that's two. No, things. no. I mean, I downloaded. I played through the intro and shit. But no, I mean, I I literally played through. I mean, gosh, I think I had, I got like 110 hours in that game. That's like a full play, right? No, there you go. 110 hours. Something that's that's a game. That's a played game. I mean, you know, I've talked about it before. The value of the Game Pass thing, mm-hmm. right? So, if you're gonna have Xbox Gold 
and two games, if you can get two Game Pass games that you'll play, and you're going to have gold anyway, Game Pass pays for itself. All day. Yeah. $15 a month, it's, it pays for itself. So Destiny was in, Gold was in, and um, Outriders is in. So boom, I just paid for Game Pass. There you go. Well, I, I finally got it. And so I've, I've been having Game Pass for a while. And I was going to switch my kid over because we had GameStop um, money we had to spend. And I was worried the company's going to go out of business. So I just bought Xbox Live <laughs> yeah. uh, cards or Xbox cards. Sure, sure. And converted over to Xbox Live, did the dollar thing, converted over to uh, Game Pass. I was going to have my oldest son do it as well and get like his, you know, three years, you know, close to three years as possible and then convert it. Well, it turns out since we game share, he gets access to my Game Pass. So now he's... We only need one. Yeah, we only need to do on one. So now he's yep. playing like all the games. He, he just has to keep live going. <laughs> so not only the games I play, like, so I got Outriders, I'll get hopefully Battlefield comes on, um, Halo will come on. So right there, that covers it for me. And now he's downloading stuff. He just downloaded Just Cause. That came out today and he's playing that. I would never play that game, but he's playing it. So there you go. And he plays NBA when the NBA titles is on there. So he's happy. I'm happy. There you go. It's worth it. You're never happy. Squadrons. That's the other one I got. Okay. Squadrons is in there because EA plays now in. Um, so it's true. I downloaded two and I didn't. I only played one of them. Squadrons I downloaded and played. I probably have like 30 hours in that one. And Jedi, the other one, it's uh, Fallen Order. I downloaded it. EA plays part of um, Game Pass now. So we sound like we're a freaking, uh, you know, Game Pass commercial here, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I download. I want to play that one. I just, it's one of those things where it's a commitment, and also I want to see the story. And I know a lot of the times with all that I have going on right now, it's really tough for me to to like legit have quality time with gaming. You know, it's kind of weird to say, but. You know, between construction and the kids and whatever, and my son's going back and forth between two houses. Um, I, I really want to be able to have like quiet me time with gaming, and I just really haven't had that. So I, I'm looking forward to having some of that again someday. Someday. All right, let's move along to the uh, episode rant, and of course, I got something to bitch about, and <laughs> unfortunately, it's about us. No. Well, you. you didn't correct me or stop me, so I'm yeah, blaming you too. Yeah. So my rant this episode is about podcasts that spread rumors that are false <laughs> for the loss. Oh my god. Um, so last episode, episode 155, of the Reapercast, we talked about the rumor that Activision wasn't going to release a Call of Duty that the. Um, I can't think of the, the the name of the company that creates it, but the Let's Vanguard hammer. Sledgehammer, yes, yeah, Sledgehammer Vanguard was a complete disaster, and they weren't going to release it, and they were going to take a year off of Call of Duty. Which, I mean, I'll admit it, I, I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. I, I bit on this rumor. I bit on it hard, even though in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's no way Activision is giving up the cash that they get from Call of Duty year after year after year. There's just no way. They will produce... I mean, they, they let Cold War out, and that's garbage. That's a steaming pile of garbage. But anyway, we talked about it, and it is what it is. Totally made a mistake. The day we released the podcast was the Wednesday. The Activision announces that Vanguard's coming out, and it's, you know, they're moving forward with it, and it will have multiplayer, and it will have this, it will have that. And we were completely wrong. So what are you going to do? Um, I mean, we try to be as professional as we can, but we're a bunch of scrubs talking about games and we're not part of the industry. Shit happens and it, I'm sure it'll happen again. I'm sure we'll fuck up again. But anyway, it kind of well, I said before when this came out that really this dropped at midnight and the news didn't come out until like 8 a.m. So they got word of our powerful podcast coming out and even though i wasn't on they reacted to it before all of our listeners heard it you know the dozens of our listeners yes. they had put fear into the minds of uh, activision activision said dude we can't let this happen 
and they got their shit together. <laughs> this is the power that this podcast produces. I'm just saying. I'm going to agree with that just because it sounds so much better than Activision actually doing anything on their own will. Yeah. It's that GRG clout. <laughs> Don't you forget it, man. Like if, if, if there's just the three of us get together every once in a while or whatever group of people that are on and we do our thing. And if that's all GRG is and we're wrong half the time, it's worth it all day. Hey, so we're, we're right half the time. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. I, I just thought like, I couldn't believe it. Like no sooner did it, the podcast come out the next day, next morning. And it was like literally like, eight hours later, but it's it like, still, Oh, you're it, shitting me. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it, it feels like it, it lets air out of your balloon, but still I'm like, dude, it's, I think it's all part of the fun in a way it's, it's better. Right. It, it's, sure. uh, you know, it's kind of like, it's a compare and contrast, right? Like if you're going to be wrong, go all the way in, man. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, let's be wrong about some other uh, games. Uh, so let's move over to gaming and geek news. Up first, we have the Division Heartland. The gameplay was uh, leaked. The gameplay footage of it was leaked. And this is a new free-to-play Division game coming from Ubisoft. It looks pretty interesting. I watched about a, a few minutes of the video. I wanted to go watch it again, but they've already removed it. Information wasn't supposed to leak. The players that played it were signed a non-disclosure agreement. And so somebody leaked it. So someone's going to get in trouble. I, th I think it was Solus Grimm. I think he leaked it. So I, I, I told Ubisoft, I sent them a letter. Yeah, they can totally ban me because I'm super worried about not playing one of their games that they're just going to fucking try to get shit tons of money through play to win bullshit anyways. Yeah, this will be interesting to see how they handle this. Uh, there was some footage of the Battle Pass, so they're going to throw a Battle Pass in. This is a free-to-play game, but there will be a Battle Pass, and obviously there's going to be a cash shop to go along with it, and let's just hope it's all cosmetic stuff. Let's just... Hopefully they follow through with it. Anyway, so the actual footage of the game pretty much confirmed what people were speculating, what they thought it was going to be. And that was kind of like a, a game based off of the Division One's survival game mode. And I think that's what this game looks to be similar to. Like uh, you get dropped into an arena with 45 other people. There's It's player versus environment versus player. So I guess it's kind of like a, uh, a combination of survival or the dark zone. That's about all we got to see from it. It was a very early beta alpha or whatever they want to call it. A lot of the enemies didn't move or react. Uh, the graphics were kind of really poor. Usually division graphics are top notch. I really want to play this one. I'm kind of excited for it. I, I do like the division and if they can create a game mode that's fun to play, like a battle royale or the survival game mode, I'll give it a shot. Solus, you like the division. You played it. Yeah, but our aspects of what we like are completely different. I'm player versus environment, you're player versus player, because you think you're MLG, and then you go and get your ass kicked, and then you're like, well, what the fuck, they must be cheating. You know, I never say that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know, we'll see. I'm curious to what it's about. I might play it, I might not, just depends on... Well, it's free to play, so... Yeah, it's free to play, so it's not like I had to buy it. I wonder if they'll have the updated graphics for the uh, the new consoles. Like the Division Two has updated graphics for the the new consoles. I was almost tempted to install it just so I can see it, but I haven't done it yet. Of course you haven't, because you're too like busy on that COD wiener there. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not going to really play Division Two, so I don't want to go through trouble of installing it. But whatever, like it's work installing something, but. All right, moving along. Up next, we have Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance will be coming to Xbox Game Pass on day one. So that's kind of exciting. Um, I think this was like a $30 or $40 game. I don't think it's a major, a full-priced game. Regardless, for those with Game Pass, we will be getting it for free. That's coming out this June 22nd. 
And Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance is a co-op action brawler RPG. I don't know. It's you, you beat them up, you loot, you shoot, you Diablo type of game. It's a third person view. You guys getting this? I think so. I uh, texted my son and he's and so the big thing is if I I told him if we can find something that's on Game Pass, we can both play. We'll both download it, you know, play through whatever. Sounds like it's a uh, it's a thing. Um, by the way, I'm on the um, the store, and it's there's the free version, which is the you know included in Game Pass. There's a forty dollar version, which includes the Beholder weapon set, and there's a sixty dollar version, which is the uh, deluxe edition. If you still want to pay money for it, um, includes a bunch of different free cosmetic shit and uh, a few. It looks, I don't think it's DLC, but it says Echoes of Blood War. I'm not sure what that is, but everything else is just sets that it comes with. Quick, Lala. What's a Beholder? Uh, the Beholder is like this round uh, enemy with a big eye. Holy fuck, he actually knows what it is. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I told it was- you I played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I told you this. I know, but I just didn't expect you to actually know anything. Jesus, oh, yeah. my goodness. I'm, I'm very, <laughs> very, very intelligent, even if I follow false rumors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, uh, the other good point about this game is it will be cross-play enabled for PC and Xbox. Sorry, PlayStation guys. You're out. No cross-play for you. PlayStation is a bunch of assholes and don't like enabling it and making it all really hard to work with because they're a bunch of... Well, Sorry, I'm not supposed to be mean. Let's be careful on that because when they get um, when they get Discord up and fully integrated, it'll be PC Sony and PC uh, Xbox. So it'll be us that'll be left out. Of at least we can play with them, but we can't chat with them. Who wants to chat with the PlayStation people, anyways? And then Microsoft figures. I guess they figure they have Xbox Party, which pales to to um, Discord. Yeah, Discord. But that Sony Discord thing isn't exclusive or that we know of. So it, Right, no, they're just bought in, yeah. which means that they'll have some creative control, but they don't have like absolute power. Maybe and um, you know, Xbox will for a price they'll they'll put it in or whatever. They'll buy into. Yes. But PlayStation will be getting this, they just will have to play with other PlayStation players. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like was that it's uh, predefined characters, so you yeah. you don't get to create your own character, which which is a big part of of D anD D, right? Like that's yeah, like a we, basic building block for any D anD D. Now, what's what's crazy? I didn't know all that goes into character creation, and my my son was telling me that like he streamlined it. We were talking a little bit before we went on um, that certain things you choose and whatever. But he's like, you know that they got together to do D and D with their friends and like, they spent a whole session trying to create the correct characters and they didn't get it done. So he's found a way to, to do it. So before they get together for their next thing, but he's legit in the regular D and D. So I think that's going to be a thing that he's going to struggle with. Cause he very much likes the character creation, like down to like, Oh, I'm going to put this skill. I'm going to have him learn have fletching. So it's a marketable <laughs> skill that I can like sell arrows to other, you know, my, my other party mates or whatever. I'm like, Oh, fucking Christ. When we played, we kind of streamlined the whole game entirely. So we, we didn't mess around too much with that stuff, but I did have on my dice. I had my four sided, six sided, eight sided, 10 sided, and 20-sided, right? Is that all of them? Am I missing one? 12-sided? Was there 12-sided? There might have been. There's, well, there's at least four different... I thought there were six dice. There, okay, there could be six. There's, there's is, is all there the 20? dice. Is there all a 20-sided? The there, no there, yep. there is a 20-sided die. There's a 20-sided die. I will be uh, downloading this, and I will be playing this to at least try it. So maybe we can party up. Do you know any any idea of the um, party size? Is it a three? Is it a four? It's a four-player party. Perfect. Four is good. All right. Up next, we have some Destiny 2 news. And I'm sure Valiant's going to tell us all about this. There's a new season. And we'll hold off on that. I want to ask about this one question first. Yeah, go ahead. So I saw that crossplay was, quote-unquote, accidentally added to destiny and i kind of want to ask you how did the console gamers fare against the pc master race 
Well, uh, yeah, the, there was lots and lots of whining. So it made me think that uh, the PC race was certainly winning whatever that war that was. All I heard was, you know, from a distance, I heard whining, nothing but whining about, oh, no, the cheaters, all the cheaters. And they say, oh, see, it was because the uh, crossplay was accidentally enabled. Um, that's all I heard about. And, <laughs> oh, and uh, it was like for the first, you know, uh, oops, sorry, the uh, season dropped on Tuesday. And uh, it seemed I think they took it out by Friday because they wanted it out by trials. So it was like, what, three days it was up. So whatever, just whatever. Call of Duty has been doing this for a while, I guess, since Modern Warfare came out. And that was like uh, 2019. And for the most part, it works pretty well there. Uh, yeah, I still feel that PC gamers have a slight advantage with... Um, mouse, mouse and keyboard, you can flip around and shit like that. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. It's not only that. It, they have the ability to flick around and they can do like a 180 really quick, these crazy turns, but they have less issues with fighting recoil when you fight a, use a gun in Call of Duty. A lot of them have recoil. Uh, one of the big ones was the uh, CRA Max, which worked really well for PC players, but not so much for you know, console games. It's a little bit harder for them to control due to recoil. But for the most part, it works pretty well. We play Warzone with uh, crossplay is enabled. And I think we do pretty good. Um, but the issue I see, especially with Call of Duty, is coming across the hacking, the hackers. Yep, that's the complaint. Yep, as they say, they assume every PC player that they're coming against is cheating or hacking or whatever, because you can do some of those things, whether they're actual, like, um, imports, because, you know, the Xbox is a pretty tight system. I'm assuming the PlayStation is as well. You know, you hook something in that's illegal and it knows pretty pretty right away where you can kind of cheat those things into a PC, right? Sorry to interrupt, but I think that's what you were going, where you're headed. Mm -hmm. So that's what I hear these people saying, you know, the, the console players playing against, you know, PC. Can they lock it out? Can they, you know, do things? And some of the things that they actually said was we dropped a version of it that was our test version that wasn't meant to be enabled, but we had... To put some, they they put various things in the game over time, even if they're not going to use them right now. And uh, you can see, for example, on the clan roster, you can see what um, which platform people are on. So all of ours are are Xbox people right now. But if there was a PC person, you'd see them in the list, even though we can't crossplay with them right now. So those things are adding those thing those features in. The same thing, I suspect, we're going to be able to see. In a you know a PvP game, you're going to see as you you know they have that roster comes up and you see what both the two sides are. You'll be able to see which platform they're on because a little icon at the beginning of it, whether it's PlayStation or PC or or um, Xbox. So yeah, you can see that with uh, Call of Duty. But now Call of Duty has absolutely has cheats in it. There's a, there's 100 confirmed, and they keep banning people and they keep coming up with new cheats. There's aimbots. There's wall hacks. I mean, it is 100 in the game. I, I think it, the people using it, the vast, you know, the majority of players playing it are not cheating, but um, but it is there. So it, has there been any confirmed cases of people actually cheating in Destiny? Like any actual proof or is it just people saying it? <laughs> well, in this crossplay limited thing, we don't know. But previously, there was a bunch of stuff where there was stuff and it seems like 99% of the things that they came out, like there's a legit um, inserted code type of um, stuff where you're talking about the wall hacks and the infinite life stuff. It seems like that stuff's pretty exclusive to PCs. Um, and for crossplay, we don't know. Um, so tell us about the new season. What's the new weapons or gear everyone's chasing? Is there new gear, weapons? And is there any new strikes or zones or anything? The new model is they kind of have this thing there's this player activity that they add whether it be a three person or six person every season they add something and sometimes it's in and then it's out but since this last expansion meaning um beyond light they add the new activities for the season and it doesn't leave until the next major expansion so they've been adding one of these major activities like i think back when you played it was like escalation protocol so it's similar to that there's these activities they're adding or um menagerie those things are being added each season. We have one this season, which is um, like a Vex 
infiltration. I'm gonna. Th- I think we're gonna find that it's uh, on multiple planets. It's like a Vex simulation is going on. That's a major activity they've added. And then the big thing that they're doing this we got this season. I think there's a lot of complaints historically about a loot pool, and they've added an ass load of guns. Like, there's so many new weapons in here, I have trouble keeping track of all the... When I say new, some of them are reissued from, like, uh, season, you know, uh, vanilla, year one, season one, or year one uh, vanilla, you know, you know, redone. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of new perks. So, like, there's a whole, like, trying to figure out this game, this weapon is good, or this weapon is good. And and that I do like that part of it, of, like, okay, this one, I'm going to save it. I'll see if it's good. The quick version of the story is the Vex have created a simulation over the last city, and it's creating a permanent dark. And uh, we are charged with going and... Um, knocking down these Vex simulations uh, at various locations to end the simulation that has taken over, you know, our part of Earth. And, uh, you know, it locked it in permanent darkness. Is it grabbing you? So here's the thing you guys probably aren't going to love to hear is I, you know, I, I like Destiny. I very much like Destiny. But there's just enough of a similarity with how the seasons are going that it's not like that shiny new feeling that i kind of need to like drag me in it feels like you know i I know like uh some people like their drive to work like commute to work other people like well this is just i gotta drive to work well that's kind of what it feels like right now is i'm like um you know i gotta drive to work every day and it's fine i don't hate it but it's not like oh dude this is so cool so that's kind of where i'm at which is kind of a bummer because I've always loved this game, but I'm kind of like in the, I'm driving to work. <laughs> it's my daily commute. You're just now noticing that Destiny does the same thing over and over and over? I guess it's not felt like that before. And to your point, yeah, I knew it was doing it. I mean, it was never like, oh, gosh, this is brand new. I mean, gosh, the the enemies are the same, esti- the same enemies we've been fighting since... Halo came out in what, 2002? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. obviously I know they're the same enemies and whatever. And that, you know, that repetitiveness doesn't bother me. It's more of like, there's times when, I, I don't know, whenever Rise of Iron came out or Vanilla D2 or whatever, you can pick your expansion. And it was like, oh my gosh, is all this cool new stuff, you know? And now I'm like, okay, yeah, I got stuff to do. But it's not like I, I don't feel that co- cool new feel to it. You know what I think messed it up? Them going games as a service. It could be. You know, I, I don't. There's an upside and downside. And that could be a longer discussion. You're constantly getting content. True. But that also means they constantly have to try to come up with some new, maybe add in a story or add something. So they're always pressured. and Eventually, they're just going to be like, Make them red. <laughs> How about blue? How about blue today? How about we go with blue? Purple. Yeah. Purple. It's, Today's color's purple. It uh, it almost reminds me, uh, what was that name of that movie? The one with the game programmer, Grandma's House? or The guy was a pothead, made video games, at a, and was a beta tester to a game company. Anyways, in the thing... One of the things was the guy was complaining about how one character looks exactly the same as the other character, and the guy's like, well, just change the color of the hat. <laughs> That's literally what brings to my mind at this point. Like, I feel like they're losing interest in their own game because they're constantly having to work on it, and they can't actually just stop and look at something and try to do something new. What Destiny wants to be and what they can be are two different things. They want to be a Warcraft-style game, but I, they just don't have the ability to create that content, to make the changes, to update stuff. It's just... And this is why I say, when I play Destiny, I play it for a bit, reach a certain level, and I put it down, and I'll revisit the next big expansion or the next... Uh, hopefully, the next uh, Destiny Ma- 3. Major expansion or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there, it, it does feel a little bit like sometimes when people say, you know, this thing has gotten its stride, I think that's fine as long as it's not on a treadmill. 
And it does feel like that's where we are. So the game has definitely gotten to its stride. The problem is it's a treadmill. It's yeah. like the same. It's going to be the same thing over and over again. And if you're okay with it, like, you know what you're going to get. They're going to keep feeding you, you know, the same content, but with a different color to use uh, Solus's uh, analogy there. I think it's okay as long as you know what you're getting into. And again, if it's Game Pass or, you know, it's included, maybe you're going to pay for, you know, your, you know, your season pass for the year for 60 bucks plus the game for free or whatever. Fine. But, well, I mean, yeah. look, they've, they've it abandoned. It almost sounds like you're giving up. <laughs> you're giving up. It's, he's sad. He's like, he's, but it's all right. Valley, there's other games. You'll play another I game know, and you'll go back like, to Destiny. I know I, I want it to be so good, though. You know, there's times when it's like, for a long time, it's been the, the main objection people have. It's so good, so close, but not perfect. But sometimes it's like the best we got, so I'll just deal with it until I find something better, and nothing better has come along. And we're in the biggest gaming drought ever. <laughs> like, it is painful. Right. Painful. I'm hoping that it's going to come back, though. Like, I, like man, I just am I'm waiting to hear for something. Because in a way, even if there's a game that isn't Destiny, that gives Bungie a run for its money, it'll make them fucking get to work. It feels like it's a little lazy right now. Even when it's good, it's not good enough. They, they've they kind of abandoned the game. I mean, look at PvP side. When was the last time you got a new map? You you know when they got a la- last time we got a new map? Uh, there were two old maps added when... Shadowkeep dropped, which was over a year ago, year and a half ago. And the new first new new map, or the last new new map, happened when the uh, the Warmind expansion, which was uh, spring of 18, which that three years ago? Well, speaking of, you know, games that, that don't repeat itself and a game that comes out with something new and fresh all the time, I have some Call of Duty news. Sure, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just do a quick one on this um, because I don't want to get burned again. But anyway, they will be adding an Easter egg quest to the Outbreak Zombies game mode. Uh, Treyarch promised that the large-scale Black Ops Cold War zombie mode would eventually be getting its own Easter egg quest line that will continue the Dark Aether storyline. That comes out May 20th. And these are kind of interesting challenges that you can do during a zombie mode game. Uh, we just completed one last night for Firepace Z. I, I know Beers has done it several times that we did it. Um, first time I did it. And there's usually like seven or eight steps you got to do, uh, complete certain challenges, and they're usually a pain in the ass to do. So it's, it's kind of difficult, kind of tough. Anyway, so they'll be adding that to the Outbreak mode. And you may ask, what is Outbreak zombie- Zombies? It's your typical zombie map, but on a huge, huge, large-scale map. Uh, I mean, seriously, these maps, I think we're, we were... We thought these maps were going to be part of the uh, next Warzone map, like different sections. I mean, they're huge. And Outbreak is kind of fun because it's a lot less stressful. There's more space to, to move around in. You can shoot zombies at a distance. We'll play that usually Sunday nights. Anyway, so... Uh, You'll go through these things, and you'll fight this big, giant monster called Orda. And, yes, that's it. They're going to be adding uh, this Easter egg quest to it. So that's kind of exciting. So I'm sure we'll be doing that uh, upcoming Sunday when it comes out. All right, enough about games. Uh, We got some TV and movie uh, stuff to talk about. First up, Netflix released a new series called Jupiter's Legacy. And um, I will describe this as a low-budget The Boys. <laughs> uh, so this is basically, uh, it's, I guess, when did this story start? They were in their 40, 1940s, and no, it was Depression Era. Right, 1929 is when first them, but the, 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 it's hard. The timey stuff is weird because it's jump around as they tell it. So... They tell us some stuff from the current time. They jump back to a 1929s and they move forward, but then they jump a couple times in between too. So 
you know, it's not hard to follow, but to know where we're really starting the timeline, we don't know until we're at least through two episodes, I think. And so what basically it says is um, this guy has these visions, goes out with a, a group of his friends and some other people, and they get superpowers. And I'm just condensing sure. it real short. And yeah. they become like, you know, the Justice League. The one guy, um, what, what is his name again? I, I'm drawing a... Who the... Um, Utopian. Utopian. The Utopian. He's Superman. And his wife is basically Superwoman. And they got a few other... Uh, one guy's got telepathic powers. There's a guy that looks very much like he's got a bunch of different tools, and he has like a cowl on his head. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what character he reminds me of, but no. for some reason, you know, that seems to show up in a lot of these kind of things. But... Um, is it Frank Miller, Fred Miller? It's you ever heard of the Millerverse? I think it is. This is the guy. There was a series of shows. I'm having to Google this as we speak. Frank Miller. So Frank Miller um, was someone who created this series of comics that then Netflix purchased his rights or him or his writing or whatever, and are creating a. A, a bunch of series based on that. So this comic is one of the longest. And again, I didn't know any of this bullshit until after watching the show and then Googling shit. It started in 2002. Um, and so it's been running since 2002, right up to now. It's still active. Uh, this graphic novel comic book. And um, this show is based on it. I'll have to check that out because I am a huge Frank Miller fan. I didn't know he, he, he did was this. the guy. I, it's all based on his shit. Yep. I've been out of the collecting comics forever, but he wrote uh, my f- favorite Batman comic, The Dark Knight Returns. And it's my favorite comic in general. It's fantastic. Yeah, so what do you think about this show? So what's interesting is is my story on this is I saw it come up and I passed on it right away. I said, fuck this like imitation bullshit Netflix is trying to do. Like It looks too gaudy, weird, like plastic, fake wannabe bullshit right so then i read an article from paul tassie who says oh this thing is a pile of garbage steaming pile of garbage it's trying to be um the boys and invincible put together and i'm like but i liked both of those and i didn't think this looked anything like that from the previews and from the stuff that comes up on my netflix screen so because of his terrible review of it i watched it and in many ways, maybe that has set it up because I was like, yeah. this thing's fine. And as a matter of fact, there's so many things, you know, occasionally when you watch a show, you see writing beyond what's on the screen, meaning you can tell there's more to the story than what you see and you're interested to find out. So the relationship of the girl, the girl Chloe with her dad like, you know, there's volumes there, literally volumes of like shit going on that we don't even see on the screen. And I'm like, wait a minute, there has to be more to this. There's no way they, that that's all there is to her story. Um, so, I, I mean, to, to tell you guys about what that is, Chloe is the uh, why it's called Jupiter's Legacy, because it's a, a, a group of superheroes. And now in current time, we're dealing with their kids and what their kids are doing. And some of their kids are fuck ups like everybody's kids right and they're teenagers trying to find their way in the world so that's what chloe is she's like superboy or supergirl but like legit superpowers but then doesn't really want to be a superhero because she was born with this shit yeah well so, she's a a supermodel slash drug addict slash train wreck right um, and her her bro- she has a brother and he's a superhero he's trying to follow dad's footsteps and can't seem to do that <laughs> or his but dad both doesn't of them appreciate are it ups in different ways right the son wants so hard to be the guy but can't make the right decisions and chloe who just doesn't want to be it she just wants to be regular like dude I, like you know takes it all for granted in a way but just doesn't want any of this superhero life has more leadership in her like like without even trying she she commands uh, a presence and if you put the two of them together, you got one perfect kid, right? But they're both fuck-ups and opposite ends of the spectrum. 
so anyway without giving too much away i like i watched it and now i'm interested in picking up the graphic novels and like finding out more about it so i was like i almost wanted it to to wanted to watch it because i'm like if this is bad if it's that bad i want to see the bad you know and it wasn't bad was not bad at all i think the biggest complaint i actually have about it is they spent too much time in the origin story i enjoyed it as well i I, it was watchable you know it's it's definitely i mean it's not the boys if you're looking to go see the boys it's not at that level but it is watchable um my issue was that the whole first season was really basically a setup for season two and beyond like it was just a whole intro to that world so you all was it eight episodes it was just an entire introduction of what that world is and you'll finally get to some sort of story in season two if there is one uh but my other issue was no the, fair, that's fair that's a fair absolutely fair point the the special effects and the costumes i guess they're, they're dealing with a tight budget but man it reminded me of like the, the power ranger cartoons like that one guy was it the death star guy or not the death star he had the the laser beam out of his chest. He looks something straight out of a bad guy from the Power Rangers that my kids used to watch. It was pretty rough. The nuclear guy, right? Nuclear like, guy, yeah. yeah. And then the other issue I had with the special effects were the goddamn beards. Like, holy shit. They were so hilariously fake. I've seen mall Santa beards that look more real than, than the beards these guys are wearing. Like, uh, it was just... Is that the best you can do with a beard? Like a fake beard? Like, come I, on. I think the aging thing, wouldn't it have been better if they just cast different people as the like older version of them? Than, or just like, not have them wear those goofy beards? They just looked horrible. Like, yeah, the beards just did it like, for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that the, the um, I, I, if they could, maybe they could have done it with CGI better. You know what I mean? Ugh. But yeah, I, I don't know what was going on with the, the, you know, the, the makeup, but I, I didn't love it. All right, let's move along. So this is a watch. Um, if you have Netflix and if you enjoyed The Boys, you like superhero stuff, check it out. It's another spin on uh, superheroes. Uh, next up, Star Wars Bad Batch. That's continuing it on. That's the uh, weekly series on Disney based off of uh, some, I guess, Clone some Wars. Storm, yeah, Clone Wars. The, the Clone Troopers are some reject ones. And the beginning of the new empire. So, I've, right, I've let, me, wa- let me set it up a little for okay. you. So, um, at the end of the Clone Wars, um, you know, we have all these clone troopers that are, you know, virtually all basically Boba Fett's, right? Um, they're clones of Jango Fett, and the Bad Batch is actually uh, ones that were enhanced. Now, there's two different versions of the story. We don't know which one's true. Are they intentionally? enhanced accidentally enhanced they're just defective and they end up with certain skills one of them's a sniper one of them is good at tracking one of them is like huge and can just like crash through walls um and and uh one of them is uh super intellectual like good with spreadsheets and stuff like that so that's the uh that's the batch of them and they are uh clone troopers now remember after Order 66, the all of the clone troopers became very much homogenous. They they lost any of their individual will and they became like a group of 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 morons that just followed orders. And that's kind of the beginning of what it led us to the stormtroopers who are just, you know, a bunch of morons that follow orders and can't think on their own. So that's what the setup here is. So I I like it. I think this this one has me sucked in. Like like if you want to compare it to like how I'm sucked into Destiny, Destiny's like a commute to work. Bad Batch is like I can't wait for that shit to come out so I can see what's going on. Like I think I watched it uh the one of the first ones when it dropped at like midnight I watched it. I think it was the very <laughs> first one I watched it at midnight when it dropped. Yeah, this is a, a fun series. Um definitely better than the last trilogy. That's hundred <laughs> percent. All of them, right? Every not even watched the last movie. I still refuse to, but uh you know, it's very cartoony and it's geared for people of all ages, more towards younger, but it's good. If you're a Star Wars fan, definitely check it out. Dave Filoni. Remember that name? Dave That's Filoni. the guy. Oh. He's the guy. Like, he, he's the one that, that's made 
uh, behind a lot of the stuff that makes Mandalorian good. He was a guy that did the Clone Wars. I think he's the next George Lucas for Star Wars. He's the one that will make it good as opposed to J.J. Abrams, if you will. Oh, he was terrible. Not even going to go there. I'm just not going to say anything more about Star Wars. Up next, we have Castlevania, another cartoon that's on, I think it's on Netflix, correct? It is, it is. Yep. And you've watched this. I have. And this is the fourth installment, I believe. It might be the third installment. Um, But I think this goes along with the what we've been talking about with the other stuff. It's a good time for adult like animated. This is a U.S. made show. You got to think about it like years ago there was, you know, Japanese anime and they dubbed in the English. and It was good. Like they made those for adults to watch. Um, when you think of what we have with Invincible, with Jupiter's Legacy, with um, the boys and and with Castlevania, it's adult writing with adult graphic stuff. And I'm not talking about like adult things like, you know, should I get married? Meaning like adult like graphic violence and graphic, you know, duty, you know, boobs, whatever um, those uh I think that this is great for us, and I, I think the show is good too. But uh, Castlevania is a great way that they made a show based on a game from the 80s and 90s, and it doesn't try to like follow the plots of the game or what. It just takes the materials, puts it together, makes a cohesive story, and it sucks me in that one has me sucked in and i watched uh i i binged this thing it dropped i think last friday and i am just on the last episode today i always sucked at castlevania the uh, video game i was terrible at it everyone never good at it up up down down left right left right b a start um because it was konomi you could use that code to get you some goodies in the game and that's how i got through most of the uh castlevanias there you go. Another show to watch. And I have to tell you about a show I recently watched, or a, a series I finished up just uh, yesterday. You watched a show? I watched a show. Wow. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I finally got around to watching this. On the edge of my seat. <laughs> so I watched the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. And go ahead, take a guess what, you think, what I think of it. I think you think it sucked. And I think it's because the the times that it moves fast, it moves too fast, and the times it moves slow, it dragged on. Well, you're wrong. I actually like this one. And I actually liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed oh this series. Oh, my God. I enjoyed it. Now, it's not perfect. No, I have oh, issues no. with it. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier's interactions. I mean, they basically took the lethal, old Lethal Weapon movies. Buddy Cop movie, right? Yeah, it's a buddy and cop they, they created the superhero version of Lethal Weapon, and that's what they did. And I thought the actors pulled it off pretty well. They were, uh, they were fun to watch and interact with each other. Uh, yeah, the story itself, eh, you know, a little hit and miss. It was... If you can get into the Buddy Cop part of it, I think it's amazing. Yeah, but if you get soaked into the plot and look at like what happened, the big picture, like the um, power broker and who it was and how it played into the show, yeah, and the shit with the the um, the flag smashers, and you could let that like overpower if you let it. Yeah, the uh, the flag smashers was probably one of my biggest issues because you had that that main villain girl that like. And she was like the most uninteresting person I've ever seen in anywhere. What they should have done was actually put together a more mainstream Marvel baddie, a more an actual villain and a villain with some superpowers. I mean, I know she has super serum running through her veins. I don't care. Uh, she was just very boring and just uninteresting. And they kept trying to like relate to her. I, she's out there killing people. No real bad guy that's the point that they were trying to make with the whole thing is there's no real bad everybody's just trying to do the best they can and they're coming together and you know there's no there's no real big bad here that's where this show failed because it needed a big bad it, exactly yeah and and that's where i think the pacing problem i was pointing out that like if i um, i still it worked for me but again of the things i'm talking about i i actually there's parts of the show where that i thought were amazing but for example 
I think the some of the shows we've been talking to, about tonight, I liked better. And then there was the issue with John Walker's character. That's the name of the, the replacement Captain America, right? John Walker? Right, right. Yep. Okay. So his, his character, I was hoping for more from him. And I, I'm not super familiar how he was in the... Um, I'm not sure how he was in the uh, comics, but I thought his character arc was a little bit different. He was the uh, like a good guy, and he was going on, and he progressively got worse and worse and worse, and there was a gradual change in him, where this was more like the uh, Game of Thrones, Daenerys, Targaryen flip of the switch. All of a sudden, I'm going to be bad. Well, he he went through like... I'm going to be bad and a redemption arc all of like in 30 minutes. Remember I was yeah. talking about the pacing issue. You got like whiplash here because he literally in, in real time in the show, we're talking maybe an hour goes by between when he's killed somebody. Right. Sorry. That's a spoiler. And uh, you might need to cut that out later, but <laughs> um, and when he's like doing a redemption arc, and like, holy crap, like the guy goes through, I'm the going to be the ultimate good guy. I did the bad thing. I'm the bad guy. I'm just embracing my bad guy. And when and now I'm going to do the good thing and I'm going to be the good guy, even though I can't be the good guy. You know, wait a minute. That was literally like an hour's worth of show back and forth. Like it didn't let either thing really develop. And I know they had to get to the end point where he becomes, what is it called? The U.S. agent. The U.S. agent, right? That I know we had to end up there, but could they could do that in like between now and the next story, they could fill that gap in and just say that he is as opposed to having to do all that in like two episodes. Like it just, yeah, it, just it didn't make any sense because he was introduced as the ultimate Boy Scout, multiple Medal of Honor. Uh, you know, he was obviously like this incredible soldier. And I'm thinking like wouldn't the U.S. government have vetted him a little bit better mental health-wise before handing him the shield? I mean, I understand he took the the super soldier serum and, and got a little goofy, but he was changing prior to that, and it just didn't make any sense. Um, I would like to see that play better. And those are things that, again, if you can do the ride the, the buddy cop part of it, it can overpower some of these plot problems. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, it, it's... Absolutely not perfect. I think it's a it's a good ride. It doesn't take away from what it is. And I think when you look at it in the volume of all the things that are happening in the, you know, as we, as we get from what phase four to phase five, it's fine. But ironically, I think um, WandaVision was far better than this show. Which, like, this is a switch. You liked it. And I'm kind of like lukewarm on it. Interestingly. I enjoyed it. Like, it's not my favorite, you know, but it's... I enjoyed it. I, I I liked it. I liked the Falcon and I liked uh, the Winter Soldier. The when they were together, I thought they played off to each other oh, pretty well. No, they definitely. I could see them being like legit partners and doing like their own movies and such in the future. And I'd watch that shit. Yeah, for sure. So so would I. Yeah, so would I. Um, all right, uh, Solus. Um, I think we lost you. No, I was just not talking for so long that I was literally kicked out and put in the eighth. <laughs> I was booted while you nerds nerded out over shows I haven't seen. Well, have you watched any shows? You got anything to add? I mean, the last thing that I've been binge watching is Black Coat, Black Clover, which is an anime, so I wouldn't expect you to know a damn thing about uh, it. No, I don't. Yeah, watch exactly. That uh <laughs> no no but if you say it's worth watching and if it's something i can get i will watch that shit oh yeah i think it's freaking awesome i mean it's not blood guts and gore but i think what uh, animates what? have you seen i know you've seen attack on titan oh yeah i love that shit uh anything else um i we just watched um my daughter likes demon slayer which is kind of like the pg-13 version of a lot of the anime that's yeah, that's a good one. I love that one. I like um, Full Metal Alchemist. I love that show. I've seen it beginning to end and at least once. Yeah, I'd say you might enjoy Black Clover. At least give it, uh, I'd say at least do 10 episodes to see what you think. Okay. I mean, uh, they're, I mean, like they're 20 only 20-minute episodes, right? Yeah, they're only 20-minute episodes, so you're really actually not investing a lot of time. But so I where, think where, is that, where is that on? I watch it on Funimation. Ah, uh, 
So that's um, isn't that part of uh, what Crackle or Crunchyroll? No, they do their own thing now. They used to be part of Crunchyroll, but then they split because I don't know, they wanted their own streaming service, which I preferred the Funimation anyways. Yeah, Funimation is the one that did um, Simulate did the Simu Simu. I can't even. They dubs. They have dubs the same time as the Japanese versions comes out for a lot of their stuff. I know a lot of my traditionalist friends are like, you don't watch it in original Japanese and just read it. I'm like, no, I need the like they can speak English. Please, I'll read the subtitles too. Um, no, there's a couple other ones that I uh, that I've liked as far as anime. The Fate, all the different Fate ones. Oh yeah, uh, okay, the, Fate. Yeah, I like the way they take their take on like old school. I guess people like King Arthur is not technically in that a male to female and uh, right, a bunch right, of other yep. things. Yeah, the, there's a there's well there's I think there's six or eight of them now. Um, but I saw one of the first ones that I, that I really liked. There's a few of them that they don't work as well. I forget which one is one with the um, the guy meets himself. It's like his spirit later on comes back to fight in the tournament. I haven't seen that one. Um, I'll have to remember which one of the fates it is. I'll I'll uh, I'll send you a link later. Fate slash order is one of the ones I've watched completely. And there's a couple um, I've started but haven't finished. What's the one? Uh, Sword Art Online. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Gun Gale. I Both haven't those, watched that one. Gun Gale. It, it, a lot of people uh, will uh, make characters that are similar to it. You once you see the character, you're like, oh my god, I've seen people make them. Where it's a little girl that wears like a little like bunny ears, and she's got uh, two semi-automatic weapons. Um, that is end up ends up being the main character. But what I like about it is, in we're living in a time when you got, you know, Jupiter's Legacy, Castlevania, um, The Boys. These are all American shows that are doing the same thing. And when was the last time, or you know, in in my lifetime, they never created animated stuff. No, like we have uh, now. Let's see. Ruby, have you ever heard of it? Yeah. Have you watched it? Yes. Yep. And so the original, I think we can go, we can nerd on that, uh, out on that at some other time. But the original guy who who um, designed it or was the writer who created it, RWBY, mm-hmm. he died halfway through the second season. Yes, it was actually an accident because he apparently had he went in for surgery or something. But they gave him anesthesia and he was allergic to it, which caused complications and he ended up dying. I, I actually followed Rooster Teeth religiously when that happened. So I was like, oh, no, this is the end of Ruby, which it wasn't because and they I kept haven't it watched going. it since then. I just found out they made more. Oh, my God. They're on like season six. Seasons? Yep. Yeah. So I got to catch up on it because I definitely like what they did with that. First season, it's a bit rough in my opinion but i it, it was kind of like the starter they're getting it going they're trying to see where it's gonna go if it's gonna work if people are even gonna like it and then the second season comes through and it's better and now i mean they've got full-blown support for it okay so have you heard of genlock no what's genlock i haven't followed enough on it i've watched the first season but genlock is actually another anime that Rooster Teeth made, and one of the characters is played by Michael B. Jordan. I see, and Dakota Fanning is in it. Uh, mm-hmm. David Tennant is in it. it they've got a cast, um, dude. Maisie Williams, you may know from uh, I don't know what's that show, uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they've got a cast for that one. Wow, hell of a that cast. does look good. It's it was good. I haven't followed up. Honestly, there was some. Uh, Rooster Teeth was doing kind of some shady stuff, so I kind of lost interest in them, but I need to get back into Ruby and Genlock, at least. So, yeah, it's cool. Dakota Fanning, look at that. Michael G. Bort, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael <laughs> B. Jordan, like I can say that. Um, man, he's been doing good work. I wonder if they bring him back for the uh, the next uh, Black Panther. I don't... Wait, didn't he die in the he first one? He did die. But doesn't mean he's actually dead, you know. It's Marvel. Marvel. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you got a good point. There's all. It's not like the death I wish upon everybody in GRG. I wish <laughs> absolute 
never end absolute death. death. You wish the absolute death that never comes, but then when Marvel kills someone, they're just and eh, we'll just go back in time and take them, bring them all back. Yeah, right. Like y- you know that there's talk of like bringing Tony Stark back. So wait a minute, he died very importantly. You can't bring him back. It's, they can yeah. and they will. They I mean, it's money. Come on, Valiant, Mister Accountant, let's go. Come on, stop. <laughs> to be fair, Lala's right on this. I think it is very much a basis on them getting so much outcry to bring him back other than the fact that they actually wanted to bring him back. If they brought back Tony Stark and Captain America and they paid those guys a, a fuck ton of money that would bring them back, Valiant, I guarantee 100% your ass will be first in line at the goddamn movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Think you're right. Popcorn and, a, and soda no. and you'd be all there. Oh, yeah. Let's go, kids. We're going. Yep, I'd I'd have my uh my Captain America shield to hold mm. my popcorn and sodas as I there you go walk myself in, be carrying in your Thor hammer and all that stuff. All right, I'm gonna have to cut you off of this goddamn anime speak. Stop. <laughs> well, no, I think was it good was, was... one of those that uh, you know we felt I I felt bad for for Solus. He didn't get to to nerd out with the stuff we nerded on, so we got to we got to rap a little bit on uh, on what he liked. So well, I'll cool. just cut out all the Destiny talk, and then I'll just even out the episode. <laughs> Dude, and at this point, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That is going to do it for this episode of the ReaperCast. I want to thank everybody for being on the show tonight. Valiant, thank you for stepping up. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me on. Yes, and Solus as well. Thank you for stepping in and uh, joining us again. I like rocks. <laughs> Charlie Brown on Halloween. As always, I'd like to remind everyone to stop by our forums at forums.grimreapergamers.com to see everything we're up to and all the stupid gaming memes I post on. No, I don't post them on forums. What am I? I'm an idiot. I'm already jumping ahead to the Twitter handle, and that's grgamers.com, spelled the D-O-T. And I also update that as well, and that's the one with the gaming memes and all the other nonsense that we do. So follow us there as well. And with that, we are out of here. Stay safe and get your game on. See you guys next time. Bye.